0: goodness, I have written and rewritten this intro 500 times. Now the mic is on and I'm so nervous, but does it even matter? Let's just play the booty music and get to the good stuff, right? If you're here, it's probably because you already love me for another reason and I'm oh so happy. So welcome to the space. Seriously, it's a safe little pocket of space in the world where we can hang out like friends and just talk about the real things of life. So, when you're here, I hope you experience God's love and know for sure that you are invited into a rock star life. So, there will be stories sprinkled in to inspire you along the way because stories are totally the best way to bring in connection and compassion. So, let's do it. Hey, hey. Oh, my goodness. This is episode number one today. I want to invite you into a space in my heart that's super important to me. And then next week we'll have our first guest on to share her story. Okay. So my hope is for you to experience the presence of God every time you spend time at Ash and Ivy. And what's cool about that is experiencing God looks like having fun together, enjoying each other's talents and gifts and doing all kinds of life things. So cool. When I feel so bold and alive in God's presence is how I want you to feel when you're here. Got it? It's this feeling that rises in your spirit to say yes to life. You know, like you're longing for more life. So this is your invitation to be intentional and alive. I don't know, maybe like running down the streets of Disney world alive. I don't know. Whatever it is for you, this is a space safe. It's for you to love your life or at least hunger for a life you love, okay? So there will be stories of facing your past and finding the beauty there. Um, But we're never going to stay in our past and gain our identity by it, such as like in a victim mentality. Rather, the goal is to fully heal and move forward with love to give. Because we aren't necessarily celebrating our actions or our pain, our trauma. Instead, we're we're trying to create space for those to be touched with love. Does that make sense? This is a way for us to walk out of numbness and anxiety from shame in our minds. Because that kind of heaviness, you guys, is paralyzing. It robs us of living our life. Um, and we need the tools to face whatever comes, okay? So we need to get rid of the, the junk, the stuff that we that is not serving us, and um, prepare our minds with peace for the future. Because life isn't just hard, 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 then all of a sudden easy just because we found healing from our past or become, because we've become a Christian or something like that. That's not reality, and that's not what this is about. Life has seasons of hard and easy, right? So we know this, but we can set our mind in a place of peace, and we can walk in community so that we're prepared to face whatever comes. I mean, think about it. That thing you thought was going to kill you, it didn't. You're here today. You're strong, you're brave, you're doing it, right? It did crush, it hurt like hell, but it doesn't have to win. Babe, it's time to fight back, yes. All right, so I believe you, sister, have gold inside. I do, I believe you're worth celebrating. I'll say it again and again and again. This is a safe space for you to heal, taste God's goodness, meet Him, dream, and create your own story. So I am all about rewriting your story. When you rewrite your story, you can make it comedy, fantasy, hey, spicy rom-com, doesn't matter to me. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. This is what I actually mean, okay? In my healing journey, I literally walked back through my story. I wrote it out many, many times. And every time I did, I found more beauty that I'd forgotten or maybe never even noticed was there before. In my course that I'm going to be launching probably in January, I'll walk you through rewriting your story. But there are some definite things that have to happen in your life along the way to make that successful. Okay, so sometimes... Okay, all of the time, (laughs) to all of us, no one is an exception, we get bogged down with distractions. So today we're diving into three ways to shift out of a distracted life so that we can move into a space of peace, moving forward in love and purpose to a life without regrets. Are you here for this? Does that sound good? Give a big clap, give a cheer. I don't know. Are you in your car? Um, Be with me in this because it's more fun together. (laughs) All right, so I love to take it to the Enneagram, okay? It's just so freaking fun and addicting, and I love it, and I use it constantly, and I love it. So, how does the Enneagram apply to understanding distractions from purposeful living? Well, let's. Um, I said I had three ways. Question number one that we can ask ourselves What is our motivation in life? Who are we living for? Okay? Ah, well, for the Enneagram three, motivation is probably rooted in people-pleasing. I know this very well because I am a glaring three. For the nine, that people-pleaser, it is people-pleasing. Oh, no, not people-pleasing. Um, what are they? Uh, peacemaker. <laughs> okay, people-pleasing, peacemaker, same thing. Um, for the one, the five, maybe it's filling this moral need to do what's right and good. And we, of course, want everyone else to know that we did it for their own benefit, of course. Um, for the two, it is helping and pleasing the person. For the seven, it's pleasing by making everyone feel happy. I mean, okay, the point, we all want approval. God, we strive our whole lives to be of some significance. That can be a good thing. We were made for more. So when we push for more, it's our attempt to step into kingdom living. I believe you want kingdom living. That's why you're here. Unfortunately, we can work and work and work with a desire for more and never get anywhere and still feel empty, stuck, and stressed. Guys, let's not let this just pass us by. Let's stop. Let's ask some questions. Let's do some digging, figure out what's going on, okay? Are you stuck in life? What I mean is, do you sometimes wonder, is there more to this life? Like, I wanna take action and move, but I don't know how, or I just, I can't. Maybe you've shifted some, you've tried different things. It's just not working. You just feel stuck or stressed, exhausted. This is really a complex idea. Um, I felt stuck in my life for a long time, but for me it manifested itself more like a feeling of being trapped in my life, like as if I was suffocating and had no power, no choices. Maybe that resonates with you more, like this question of how did I get here and now what? There's this kind of a numb resignation of, well, I guess this is it. I better suck it up and make the most of it. We come to a dangerous edge of the cliff position where we feel trapped or stuck. And typically the things we think we should change are visual things, tangible things like our husband, our job, our car, our looks, right? This is what women talk about all of the time. Ladies, it's because we want more as we should. We were designed to have the best. It's good to stir it up and want more, but let's investigate these issues in a different way. Okay. Let's figure out what really is the problem and get to the root of it all. Your husband might suck for real and he probably does at least some of the time. That's the real, real, but I don't know. I have a feeling probably, I mean, for the most of us, our husbands are not really the problem because even if he was wonderful, truth, you'd still want more from life. You were designed for it, for a life of significance. I'm sorry if that stings. I'm bringing some heat. Are you here for it? Okay, this is just my real life, okay? Let's move on to the second way to get rid of distractions in life, the things that are numbing us, weighing us down, and keeping us from God's guidance, an invitation to an awakened life. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay. So in a given day, how often do you ask, what do I want today? This is number two. Well, what do I want today? Without a clear mindset, you'll just float through your perceived expectations. Your life is dictated by schedule. So let's ask ourselves, what motivates my actions? Who do I live to please? Are you doing things on a daily basis because you should? Because typically, should is motivated by guilt or expectation. Are you doing things to prove your worth, to earn favor, or to be seen? Or are you intentional with your life and your time? Are you making decisions based on goals or a vision of who you want to be and what you want for your family? Can I just insert because you're worth it right here? I just feel like that's what needs to be said. You're worth it. Is life happening to you or are you choosing your life? This question is huge. Definitely worth taking time to answer. And we're going to dig into these topics in greater depth in the coming episodes. So don't you worry. All right. So I have two kids, two boys. When my little one was a baby, we had a lot of family obligations at Christmas Honestly, I love it. I loved it and I wanted to be in everything, at everything, with everyone. Remember, I'm a three. I don't wanna miss a conversation. I don't wanna miss anything, you guys. And so I know like Christmas with COVID and all the things that are happening is, uh, it's so, it's scary. It's weird. I don't know, but So I grew up like bouncing houses and having somewhere different to be for every lunch, every dinner, and that's what Christmas feels like to me. But then you combine two families together and you try to be at everything for everyone and not disturb any tradition. Then let's add in a baby. I mean, talk about chaos. It can steal the joy. I just worry. I worry about what everyone wants and and the fun. And so that, that year my youngest was one, not his like first Christmas where he was an infant, but when he was one, I determined in my mind before the season started that I was going to be present with the ones I was with. And I would make every decision based on what is best for our small nucleus of a family. And that was giant for me. It changed everything. I remember being so proud of myself for maintaining that mindset and being very intentional with my choices. We took time to nap and rest, and instead of getting grumpy about missing something or being late, I was clear with our plan, and no one got upset, myself included. Talk about success. This year with COVID, the season's going to feel pretty messy for everyone, I imagine. Have you thought about that for made plans or, or non-plans? I don't know. You know, it's like we definitely need to celebrate and continue the things that fill us with hope and help us be thankful for the year. That's super important. I don't know. Like it feels like the expectations are kind of blurry and the plan is unsettled and what to do and who to see is it's hard. Maybe you plan to fake COVID and snuggle on your couch for a change. <laughs> That's awesome too. Right. Um, I kind of have secretly wished I had a little bit of Like, just make me quarantine so I can watch Hallmark movies all day. Oh, I probably shouldn't have said that out loud. Okay. So, listen, I I genuinely have complete compassion for you as you tread these waters. We're in the same boat over here. But let's practice having an intentional mindset. Let's go in with an intentional mindset to be present with the ones we're with and enjoy that moment fully not with a mindset of what we're missing or what other people think or expect. Okay. So we're going to set reasonable expectations for ourselves and let everyone else off the hook because we're all just doing the best we can. All right. So sister, enjoy, 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 celebrate the moments deal. Okay. Life is that balance of serving self and serving others. This is my point, right? So, Uh, I bet most of us leave out that serving self part. If you're like me, it feels so selfish to set a boundary, to say no, not agree with every single plan. What does it look like to serve yourself? Is it knowing what you want and need and saying yes to that? That means saying no to other things, right? That are not aligned with your goals. So can we really care for ourselves and take a stand for our own truth if we don't know what our goals are? I'll tell you, no. Okay, so caring for yourself starts with taking a sabbath day weekly, more than one maybe. We have to find that quiet time. When I first started shifting into this habit, my quiet time was spent cleaning my house, going to the grocery store, and even going to the gym. Like Really good things that actually did bring some balance to my week. It allowed me to serve my family better, but that's not actually all I'm talking about. That's not the depth or the root of what I mean. Beyond just being alone, which glory, being alone is the best gift these days. Caring for yourself is more than that, okay? So listen in. It's sitting still. It's finding quiet and peace, not just in the external day-to-day things, but in your mind, in your mind, it's finding quiet, rest and listening in your mind. We call these things kind of a variety of things, meditation, contemplative prayer, being in God's presence and people do it in different ways. It's beautiful. I've been learning all summer about all the ways that people do this and it. Oh, it's precious, but it's it's about st- stilling, <laughs> Southern, stilling your heart from worry, from the busy, from planning, from thinking, finding some compassion for yourself, being in a position of surrender. Sister, we cannot control the universe. Ugh, I wish we could. No, I don't. Okay, so on that note, Let's hit number three, okay, and how to get rid of the things that are distracting you from your wild and free life. Let it go. Okay, truth bomb right here, right now. This is for real. I, When I learned about saying no and this idea of quitting all of my busy, I was so literally terrified. Like, I am not kidding. I could physically feel fear like I had never felt before when I imagined quitting all the stuff that made me me. This is not, I'm not talking about very long ago, okay? My identity was so wrapped up in how I was seen. It's subtle, really. Tricky. I didn't know that about myself until I've looked back and see... How far i've come i don't know why we can't see ourselves accurately in a given moment i guess that's a topic for another day but real quick on that topic of fear so often we talk about fear being not of god and this thing to get rid of but in that space i needed to sink into that fear in order to conquer it fear was a sign that i was headed in the right direction Mm, that's a good word sister. All right, so we can have good intentions and genuine love for others. For me, it really has always been very sincere. The point isn't to do things with a sincere heart. You hear me? It gets so tangled in with your identity and how you know yourself. Here's an example. I know a few awesome teenagers, my son being one of them, who played soccer their whole lives. Love, love, loved it. So even when they knew in their hearts it was time to release that, it left them unsure of their role in life, right? Makes sense. No longer a soccer player, what's left? Well, as adults, we cling to things like that as well. I may have a major surge of guilt for not being present in the school, like in the PTO. Do I really want to be the room mom? Well, yes and no. I do enjoy it some of the time. My kid enjoys me being there but is it in line with my goals? Do I really want to be on the PTO? Well, no, not actually at all. So why is it hard to let that go? Guilt, identity, right? Okay, we are smart women. I mean, maybe slightly conniving and manipulative. I'm only speaking for myself, I promise. I won't put that on you, but face it, we can logic ourselves into being right about anything so I can literally take that story either way but I know in my heart that my job is not in the school can I handle that responsibility sure I can I can do really well at it but does it give me life not the way something else can Listen, I'm having a whole argument about this with myself in my own head while I say this to you. It's hard, hard, hard to give up things that seem good and truly dig in and listen to your spirit about what is life for you. My friend Angela said this week, do less, better. Do less, better. Don't exhaust yourself with all the fluff. Do less and dig into what is right for you. Serve yourself then you will have so much to give all right well when i thought about quitting some of those things i thought i was gonna be bored even worse boring (laughs) i thought i would never laugh Ha! i thought my brain would turn to mush and i would lose my creativity if i didn't plan things and take charge Well, for one thing, it's who I am through and through to plan things. So even though my best effort is to say no to everything, I still have things in my life to plan and do because that's life. It doesn't stop for me to write in my journal all day long. Who God made you to be is solid. So you don't have to fear losing it by giving up control. Okay? You're not going to lose yourself. Secret, you're going to find yourself. I took action on this during summer this year. I didn't plan lots of daily activities and fun for my kids through quarantine. I let them fend for themselves. They cooked for themselves. They entertained themselves. I wasn't always present. I took time for mentoring, friendship, growing. I took a course. That was a huge change for me. And you know what? I was actually really fun because I was so happy. I laughed a lot and I was present in every moment. Seriously, best summer ever. The pictures don't prove it, but we know it in this house. So I think I feel a little self-conscious at this point because I can hear you thinking of all the ways you are better than me. (laughs) How you don't say yes to things you don't want to do and you have plenty of energy. I know, you're amazing. I can probably hear that because that's how I think. I hear you thinking, I don't do that. I want to be in the schools. I want to be there for my kids. I love being busy and filling my schedule with kids' activities or church activities or work activities. Okay, I love you for that. And really, I get it. I get it, but... I really do hope you will just listen and absorb what God has for you in this moment. It may be one small nugget, or it may not apply to you at all. My guilt and nerves are my own worry. Trust me. I'm confessing them because we all have them, and when we say them out loud, it steals their power. But I also just want you to open your mind to this concept. Search for a way to break the pattern of your life so that you can build it intentionally. All right. We have just a couple more minutes. I want to tell you a little bit about how I learned this stuff. Our family went through a giant transformation over the past five years. We left a big church that we loved very, very much. And it was a super hard transition and a time where we felt really alone, but we also felt very intentional and put ourselves in a place where we could serve. So even though we had always served, this was a completely new territory of serving without receiving. And through the years, we've slowly released many things that we held so tight. We realized how much of our identity was wrapped in fancy bows and in who we spent time with. Good things, right? Friendship and routine are safe and comforting. And I love them a lot. But they were keeping us from being our best selves. So when our oldest son, I told you that he played soccer and um And was really busy and involved in multiple things Um, and he kind of felt like he was in this transition with his schedule I knew it was God because our whole family was unified in that and it's just oh it's just been such a beautiful space and it's brought us together Um, I'm extremely like especially thankful for the way we've learned to rely on each other more than was ever possible before we've become each other's safe safe place and i'm just i'm just grateful to be able to look at it and say oh that's what i really desired and god gave it to me you know and honestly my marriage has grown more than anything because we've clung to each other and oh i can, maybe we'll have to talk about that more another time it's just it's really precious when i was growing up my dad was in the air force and we moved a lot, but we always had each other. So when I think of home, I think of my brother and I'm comforted by his presence. And my kids are seven years apart. And frankly, that's not what I wanted, but it is what I have. So I th- I'm especially just in awe of, of rewriting this part of my story and recognizing the beauty that God invited us to be home together and slower together to create life, serve, and that kind of thing. And it was, it's just, it makes my heart swell. It was the gift we needed to create that unity in our home. So sports and clubs and all of those things bring so many excellent skills and for our families, for our kids. And we, we want those things. The point is to be intentional with our lives. You can ask your kid the same thing. What do you want? Are you in a sport? Because it's your identity. Is it because you think you have to, because you always have? Let's be intentional. Yes, absolutely. Let's be committed to something disciplined and brave, but only as long as it is intentional. If you choose it and it gives you life, then go for it with all your heart. But if it is draining you or your family, then it is wrong. And it is stealing from your life. And that is why this is a problem. It's a problem because there's something else waiting to be born in you. If you are too busy doing other good things, then you will miss something else that can really bring you life. Okay? Hear me on this, sister. It is not about being PTO mom or playing sports. Those are amazing things. Those are just my personal examples. So please... Do not receive guilt about this, okay? Guilt is not truth. We have to catch our thoughts and take them captive, meditating on what is true and good. I am just talking about any distraction in your life that is good but not best. So if you feel guilt in this conversation, then I want you to sit in that space for a while and figure out why. Is it true? Is there something you can change? What is your motivation, okay? And feel free to reach out to me. Like, I want conversation about this. Um, It's years, years of coming, you know, coming and years of thinking about it and resisting it. And I know we're all on that journey together. So I, I genuinely say all of this as an invitation to live your life with intentionality. Create space in your life for God's voice to speak. Make space in your life. Make space in your home for creating, for dreaming, for listening, for resting. 2020, do I dare say it, is one of my favorite years of all time. It is the season of interrupting your patterns and choosing how you will live. Okay? This is not just for the big dreamers of the world. My this conversation is not about making dreams come true. This is for you. This is for me. This is for the everyday person who wants a life that's filled with purpose and depth. It's for someone who wants to get to the end and feel confident they lived their life the way they wanted to and didn't let it slip them by while they were on cruise control. The world says we should fit in and be normal the world also says we should have anxiety and drink lots of wine and stay so busy there's not time for listening to God. But I promise you, there is more for you, sister. He's inviting you to a life of passion. We're in this together. I'm cheering for you. Oh, let's move forward in love. So if you want more friendship in your life, Join us in a private Facebook group called Ash and Ivy Friends, where you are invited to invent events, rather, silly challenges and deep conversations. Just go to facebook.com backslash group backslash ash and ivy. See you there.